Welcome to the Biting Truth Podcast. This podcast aims to cut through all the confusion and misinformation in the nutrition space to give you up-to-date, cutting-edge nutrition advice. This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsors, Salad Servers. Before we begin, we'd like to recognize and respect that we are recording from Gurungai country. Hello and welcome back to the Biting Truth Podcast. I'm Alex and with me is my co-host, Anna. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a common issue that I'm sure many of you have faced, many of our clients have faced when trying to lose weight, the weight loss plateau. We're going to be looking at what actually is the weight loss plateau, what causes it and what can you do about it. But first, Anna, how are you and what is your weekly share? I'm very well, thank you. And my share this week is actually about scones, which is really (laughs) (laughs) very random. And I know I'm a bit late to the party here, but I made scones for the first time recently and they are just, I mean, I've had scones before, but they're so incredibly easy to make. (laughs) I've never heard someone so passionate about scones. You guys should see her face. She's like, oh my God. (laughs) Honestly, scones obviously needs to be with jam and and cream. It's just such a winning combo. I feel like I want to every Sunday have a cozy cup of tea with some (laughs) fluffy scones. Yeah, some scones, jam and cream. It's so yum. I don't know. It's really weird, but I, yeah, I made, as I said, I made them recently and I just was, do you know when you're just surprised at how easy something is? And then when you actually get in the kitchen and make it, you're like, wow, I'm going to do this all the time now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've made scones before, but my mum loves to whip up a scone and yum, they're so good. Yeah, just like I think they're simple. You can eat quite a few of them because they're not sickly <laughs> sweet. Like there's no yeah. – and the scone itself has no sugar. I mean the jam will be yeah. providing some sugar. But you can get through a decent amount, you know, without feeling too sick, which is probably good <laughs> and a bad thing. And I have a question for you. When it comes to your scones, do you add the cream or the jam first? Cream. Wow. I had to think about that because I'm new. I'm new to this. Cream well, and then jam on yeah, top. Yeah, I do too, but I thought that was going to be unusual because it feels like you could more, like it feels like it makes more sense to spread the jam on the bottom and then put the cream on. But once the cream's on, it's like all thick. Well, and I'll like- tell you why, because you have more. <laughs> oh, geez, <laughs> very serious. <laughs> because you have more cream than jam on a scone. This episode is not about scones, people. We're about to move on. But basically you want to put the cream down first because you're going to have more of that. And then it's just like a little dollop of, um, well, for me personally, I like a dollop of, of the strawberry yeah, jam. No, I'm exactly the same as you. I just think. I just Maybe think for our next podcast, we should have some jams and scones as we record. Yeah, if you could organize that. I'll do that. Great. I'll do that. Anyway, moving on, what's your share? (laughs) So I think my share is a little bit more exciting than Anna's. We have officially partnered with IGA Supermarkets for another year, which is very exciting for us. That is better than scones. I'll (laughs) give that to you. Some of you may know that we have been working with IGA for the past few years as their dietitians. Um, We do a lot of different things for them. We're involved in developing online content, reviewing and providing feedback on the recipes that they 
share with their community and I guess having an overall sort of advisory role. And for anyone overseas, IGA is basically a chain of supermarkets in Australia and they're in a lot of our sort of rural towns as well as major cities, but they're, yeah, they're really great IGA. They're very Australian, aren't they? Yeah. And we love the team. We're so excited to be working with them again for the year. So yeah, we often share some of the content that we create for them. So watch out for that. I mean, we better get planning. Yeah. And it's always exciting to be working with some of the major players to, again, support people's health and well-being and they all have the right intentions in terms of wanting to provide this nutritional support and, and education so super stoked okay so let's start today's episode which as we spoke about before is all about the weight loss plateau it's such a common problem that people experience we get lots of questions about it and I'm pretty excited to talk about it as well because I think that we can help kind of explain what what it is and and how to overcome it Okay. So to kick us off, do you want to explain to our listeners what a weight loss plateau actually is? Yeah. So a weight loss plateau for most people, it's a pretty frustrating experience. It's where you're a couple of months into your weight loss journey. You're, you know, you're following your diet plan, you're exercising, and then you find that you're no longer losing weight. Okay. It feels like all of your hard work and efforts are no longer paying off. Your weight becomes stagnant. And we're not just talking about one week where you notice the number on the scales hasn't changed. It's at least a month that you haven't seen any change happening or at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's important to understand in terms of weight loss plateaus that they are actually completely normal. Most people will experience some level of weight loss plateauing when they're on a weight loss diet. And that's that's because physiologically, that's how the body can respond. The key thing that you want to be aware of is to know when you're plateauing. So to be be able to identify when that is happening and then to know what to do to move on. And often you will need to work with a dietitian in order to sort of overcome a plateau. But don't be disheartened if you either are experiencing it right now or do in the future. It is totally normal and there is a way out. Yeah. And we are going to share some ways to overcome the weight loss plateau in today's episode that will hopefully be helpful for you all. But firstly, I think it's important to actually understand what causes that weight loss plateau. And really there are a few lines of thought here, but essentially what is happening is that your body doesn't really like to lose weight. Well, at least the process of losing weight. So it does like actually being a healthy weight, but to the body, weight loss is perceived as a negative energy state. And as a result, our body's going to do everything it can to stop this weight loss. Bloody annoying, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Body's fighting against us. It's out to get us. Yeah. And so one thing the body might do to try and stop weight loss from happening any further is actually to reduce or to decrease its metabolism, which essentially just means your metabolism will slow down. And again, if you think about it, your body essentially thinks that it is not getting enough food or energy. So as a result, it wants to conserve the energy it is getting and it does that by slowing down your metabolism. So reducing kilojoule in- your kilojoule intake for too long or if you do it too drastically, that tends to be the most common reason that weight loss will slow down due to that reduction in metabolism. And if you've been following the same diet and exercise routine for a while, it's possible that your body kind of like adapts to that and it's no longer responding as it, as it once did. So it's time to mix it up. Yeah. And another cause of a weight loss plateau for some people might be that, you know, you've been following a plan for a while and 
you're honestly just not being as strict or as careful with your diet and your exercise as you originally were. So maybe when you started out, you were tracking your food or you really had a routine around your exercise. Meal prepping and planning and you start with all the right intentions. But then over time, maybe you've become a bit more complacent and you've started making small exceptions here and there and all these little things, you know, they might not be really big or obvious, but they they can start to add up and get in the way of that weight loss. Yeah. Okay. So just to summarize that, and the reason we're kind of talking slowly around this is that it can be quite complicated when we're talking about, you know, metabolism and weight loss plateauing and things, but basically one, your, your metabolism decreases because it's not getting enough food. And so it's trying to conserve energy or two, you've plateaued because you're, you're not actually following the same sort of regime that you were before in the way of exercise or food intake. So they're sort of the most common reasons that someone will experience a plateau. Of course, there might be other reasons involved there. All right. So we're going to take a short break now to mention our podcast sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to provide you with some really practical tips to overcome the dreaded weight loss plateau. Do you struggle to prepare healthy lunches and dinners throughout the week? If so, check out Salad Servers. They sell a range of healthy and delicious pre-made salads, soups and meals to help take the stress out of mealtimes. You can purchase them directly from the Salad Servers website or buy at your local supermarket. Anna and I are huge fans of their salads and we regularly order them when we have busy weeks to make sure that we can still prioritise our health. Ultimately, the answer to a weight loss plateau is to change things around. So what we found with our clients is if you're experiencing a weight loss plateau, it can be a really good time to reflect on what's actually happening in your life at that point. So it may have been a few months since you've embarked on this weight loss journey. So really take the time to stop and think about what's happening and what may have changed in the recent weeks or months. Yeah. Okay. So one strategy when it comes to overcoming the weight loss plateau is to reconsider your type, frequency, um, and intensity of exercise, because that can often help rejig things and help kickstart that weight loss. Yeah. And if you've been doing the same routine for a while, then your body has likely adapted and your fitness has improved. So it's time to switch things up. That's going to really challenge your body and can help jumpstart your weight loss again. Yeah. Okay. So firstly, if we look at the type of exercise, so if you've found that, you know, for the first couple of months been on your weight loss journey, you've been doing mostly cardio training, maybe running or cycling or swimming, whatever it is, ice skating, I don't know, (laughs) you know, then it's probably time that you add in a new type of training. So maybe some resistance training where you're using weight weights or body body weight and resistance is training is really important because that helps to build muscle mass. So in all sort of weight loss plans, we would recommend doing, and we're not PTs and we really recommend you get, you know, exercise advice and PTs, but we do recommend a little bit of resistance training to build up that muscle mass. But on the other side, if you've only been going to gyms and Pilates and things, maybe it's time to add in some cardio training. So we want to have, you know, a variety of different types of exercise because they sort of challenge the body in different ways. Yeah. And then you want to think about the frequency of exercise. So if for the past few months you've been 
you know, you have some planned exercise on two days a week, then maybe it's increasing it to three days a week to change the frequency. It's not about going gun ho and going five days a week because we're not talking about extremes here. That's not likely to be sustainable. So it's not going to have a long lasting effect, but you may need to think about the frequency and changing that up a bit. Yeah. So adding one more exercise session to your week might be all it takes to sort of continue on that weight loss journey. And then you also want to have a think about how much time you spend sitting. So it's not just about how much exercise you do. It's about how often you're sitting on your butt in front of your desk, which for most of us is far, far too much. Yeah. And I personally use my Garmin watch. I find it really motivating where I can clearly see how many Mm. steps I've done. So if you feel like you need something like that, it can be a good motivator. Otherwise, usually on most phones these days, you can track your steps, but it is important to think about that as, you know, your incidental exercise as well as your planned exercise. Yeah. So it's not always looking at like adding an entire exercise routine. I'm like session to your week. Often it's just like, can you squeeze in an extra brief walk before, after lunch, before, after dinner? Could you walk to the, to work in the morning? Like, is there any way that you can add just some of that more incidental exercise into your routine and that can actually make a big difference. And I do find for a lot of my clients, they do love having that goal of hitting 10,000 steps a day um, because it's just a sign that you are getting out and and moving regularly. It's really hard to hit. I actually don't hit it most of the time. Yeah. I think unless you, you, I I, I like often I'll like walk to drop Rosie to daycare or I do try and factor in like if I go for a run, obviously I'll like. Yeah. Well, you're lucky because you run. See, it doesn't pick up on my classes. <laughs> no, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I do have it strapped to my wrist. So it literally picks up every single step I take, but um, yeah, that's true. So yeah, when it comes to excess, when it comes to plateauing in terms of weight loss, we want to consider our exercise regime and what we can do to mix that up to try to then jumpstart or kickstart our, our weight loss again. So another strategy that can help you in overcoming that weight loss plateau is to think about your calories and actually how much food you're eating. And the most common reason that people plateau, as we have said earlier in this episode, is that they're not eating enough. Okay. And it sounds counterintuitive. You know, you kind of assume that to lose weight, you need to eat less and less and reduce your calorie intake, but we actually can't be on a very low calorie diet for very long. Okay. And this approach may have worked for you initially. So maybe to shift those first couple of kilos, maybe first five kilos, but the body is now basically sick and tired of running on so such few calories that it's almost like it's refusing to run on any less. Fair enough. I mean, give the body a burger. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you might think, oh, I need to cut my calories even more and be looking at where you can cut things out. But that's actually only likely to make the issue worse. Mm. And we see this a lot. Like it happens a lot where people can become disheartened. They've stopped losing weight. And then what they've done is decide to cut out an entire meal and they've reduced their calorie intake even further. But really, as Alex said, even though it doesn't, it sounds like that should work, physiologically, that's not the way the bodies are designed. You know, we're designed to survive and thrive and we don't like losing weight. So as we mentioned earlier, your body's going to do what it can to stop that. So if you've only been eating 1200 calories, and that seems to be a number of calories that a lot of people like to go on when it comes to weight loss, even though it's extremely low, if you're only on a 1200 calorie diet, you need to be seeing a a qualified dietitian to make sure it's really well balanced. And you should only be doing it for a short period of time. So you sometimes you can go on that lower calorie diet and see some initial weight loss, but then you need to sort of reiterate, look at the diet and usually bump it up a little bit and 
because you're, you're, you're actually not getting, your body's not getting enough energy in. Yeah. And it's also important to check in on your hunger. Like you always talk about this, Anna, how if it's not a good sign, if you're waking up in the morning and you're not feeling hungry, that, that in itself is a sign of a slow metabolism. So, you know, you might think it's a good thing, like, oh, I'm waking up and I can not have breakfast. That's going to help with my weight loss. But yeah, it's actually not a good sign when it comes to weight loss. Yeah. Or throughout the day, like if you're only eating lunch because it's lunchtime, you know, if you're not really hungry for main meals and snacks, it's not a good sign. It usually means your metabolism, your hormones are a bit out of whack. We want you to feel hungry and we want you then to feel satisfied after you've had a nice balanced meal. Yeah. So that's essentially what could be happening if you're not consuming enough calories. But on the other hand- This is where it can get confusing when it comes to plateauing because you might not be eating enough, but also you might be eating too much. Yeah. So- you know, it's easy to underestimate how much you're eating or forget about small snacks or little things that you've picked on throughout the day. And, you know, maybe when you started your weight loss journey, you felt like you were, you know, on top of tracking your food or you had a bit more of a clear plan, but this may have dropped off the bandwagon as the months have gone by and, Maybe you're, yeah, you're actually eating more calories than you think that you are. And maybe to begin with, you went on too restrictive a diet that it was impossible for you to stick to given your exercise and general habits, you know, in terms of going out for dinners and the way you live your life, that as the time has gone on, you've just slowly sort of crept back to what normal was for you. And I think this is where having those regular appointments with a dietitian can be great because you can discuss all of these things that pop up. And it's also that accountability. It stays front in mind in terms of, you know, sticking to the plan that you had agreed on. Yeah. And I think a couple of things to keep an eye out for are how many coffees are you having a day? You know, if if that's creeping up to two, three, four coffees, then that can really start to add up, especially if you're having like a big milky coffee. Yeah. And again, when people go on weight loss diets, they often add more coffee in because they need the energy thinking that like that's not providing them with anything, but it really can add up. So if you're feeling like you need to to get through the day on a, on a weight loss diet, you need to have five, six, you know, cappuccinos or flat whites a day. That's not ideal. We don't want to sort of be relying on coffee to get through the day. Yeah. Also thinking about your alcohol intake, you know, that's a big one for a lot of people. And even though you may be, might be trying to make better choices when it comes to alcohol, it's not only the alcohol, it's also your food choices when you consume alcohol or the next day, how does that impact your exercise and your food choices then? So yeah, really think about your alcohol consumption. And that typical, you might be really strict during Monday to Thursday. Mm. And then when the weekend comes, you relax entirely. But really when we look at it from a weekly average, Average, you're not in a calorie deficit because of the alcohol and the, you know, takeaway and whatnot that can creep in. So you kind of want to look at how your weekends are looking as well as time goes on and whether that might be impacting your weight loss goals. Yeah. And so you might find it helpful even just to think about tracking your food again for a couple of days or a week or so. You know, we don't think it's realistic that you should be always tracking your food, but a bit of a reset so you can get an eye on what's actually happening. I also think just keeping in mind, you know, that pre-dinner period, the grazing, you get home from work, you're making dinner. And while you're making dinner, you've eaten, you know, a handful of jats, you've eaten half a tub of hummus and shoving some pasta into your mouth whilst you're cooking it. That can all really add up. So being mindful of the incidental snacking and grazing that we do and really trying to, you know, if you're going to have something to eat, sit down, put the food on a plate. You're much more aware of how much food you're actually eating. Yeah. In addition to that, meal timing also does matter when it comes to weight loss. 
So, you know, you want to try not to eat too late in the day. So you don't want to have breakfast too late, then lunch really late, then dinner really late. Ideally, most of us function best when we actually shift our food slightly earlier in the day. Now, again, this is going to vary a lot and it depends on your hours, on your living situation. So we can't really give you clear cut guides here, but usually we'd be recommending having dinner by 7, 7.30. It's not always going to be possible, but you want to try to avoid having dinner at 9 p.m. every night. That's not ideal for our metabolism. And we want that sort of period of fasting overnight so our body can just focus on digestion. And that's where meal prep is really important. If you're working till six or six thirty, you get home and you're just embarking on prepping dinner, it is going to get late when you actually start eating. But if you have done a bit of prep before, it could really help to eat earlier in the evening. It can make a massive difference. So essentially, again, what we're looking is to mix things up. So if you found that you're on a weight loss plateau, maybe you just try to mix up the timing of your meals. Maybe you have breakfast half an hour earlier and every, and then lunch half an hour earlier and dinner half an hour earlier. Who knows? That might be all it takes to actually enable you then to, to continue on and reach those goals. It might also be as simple as trying to get some new inspiration. You know, if you're really bored with your meals, bored with the food that you're eating, it could be time to mix it up so that you're actually excited. Healthy eating does not have to be boring. Get the Biting Truth cookbook, shout out, get some new recipes so that you're actually excited for your food that can help. And also consider other lifestyle factors. So thinking about any stress factors in your life at the moment, how, what are your sleeping patterns look like? You know, we know that both stress and sleep can trigger hormones within our body that do affect our ability to manage our appetite and that in turn can affect our weight. So yeah, you know, if you are experiencing a lot of stress in your life, then try and put some buffers in place, whether it's adding in a meditation routine or creating a bedtime routine, you know, try and set things in place that are going to help manage your stress and and improve your sleep. That's something that's really important. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. We're focused on diet and a little bit on exercise, but there are a variety of factors that might be impacting why why you have seen a bit of a plateau. And I guess just to wrap this up, really, it's really important to be patient and not give up during these more difficult times. As we said earlier, it's really common to experience some sort of plateau and it can be frustrating and we totally understand that. But remember that weight loss is not a linear process. There are ups and downs, life circumstances change, motivation changes. So it's important to keep pushing forward even when progress slows down and really remember, and we always say this, we totally understand you might have a goal around weight loss and that is completely okay, but weight loss is not the only indicator that, you know, you're doing a good job or that it's working for you. You also want to, you know, check in on how your energy levels, how how has your sleep been? Have you been getting sick, your bowel habits, your gut health? We want to look at all these other indicators of health to see if the diet has been right for you. So although weight loss might be the aim, the ultimate end goal that you're looking for there, you really want to try to look at these other indicators of health and not just focus purely on weight. And if you are looking for a little bit more support when it comes to your weight loss journey, we have a number of standard weight loss meal plans available for purchase via our website. So we have a vegetarian meal plan and some other plans available. They're all seven day plans. Yeah. yeah and they have the, all the recipes. They're going to provide you with some new food ideas and help you to sort of learn about portion sizes. So yeah, you can check those out. We'll pop a link in they the show They are standardized. So we'll just put that out there and not suitable for certain groups of individuals, which we have all on the website, but they can be a good starting point or a little bit of a guide and inspiration. As Alex said. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biting Truth podcast. We would absolutely 
absolutely love if you can share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit from it. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye.